everybody. Welcome back to There is Hope. Miss Susan here again, and I'm always so excited to bring these podcasts to you. It's been such a blessing for me, and the devil sure knows how to fight when these podcasts are getting ready to be scheduled, but I usually tell you to get you a glass of a tea or a cup of coffee or a snack or your soft drink, but before I go on into this lesson, I want to um, thank a young man that God put in my life. His name's Zach Hudson, and he has no clue I'm doing this, but without him, this would be impossible for me because he is, he knows how to handle all this equipment, and he's making this happen. He's, he loves the Lord, and he has a vision for this ministry just as I do, and God's just good to bless us with everything that we need when we want to do something for him. And so thanks, Zach, for all that you do and uh, for being a blessing to me. People that are really down and struggling with um, going through maybe a death, that's kind of where I'm at right now since January the 1st of this 2022, I have went through a a few deaths, more than a handful, to be honest with you. And you know, when you're in December, you're looking forward to that new year. You're excited about what the new year has in store. And uh, on January 1st, my mother's sister passed away unexpectedly, and we had our first funeral. So on the first day of the new year, I lost my aunt. Then a friend, very good friend of mine, his daughter Angel, uh, lost her battle with cancer. So I went to that funeral in Georgia. Then the next week, my aunt's son, who we had just buried, Jimmy, my cousin, he passed away. So I'm back up in Gastonia for the second family's funeral. And then a couple more deaths of of people that I knew. And then there was a death that came last week, which I thought I was going to be ready for. I really thought that I had myself together about it. I mean, honestly, I was was good. In my heart, I thought, Pam is not going to be suffering anymore. But one of my dearest friends, her name is Pam, she had battled and battled for years cancer, and her fight was finally over. And all I could think of was she's not going to suffer anymore. Because as a little girl, she had lost her mother. And then she just, it seemed, you know how you meet some people and it just seems like if it can go wrong for them, it's going to go wrong for that person. It's, that seemed the way it was with Pam. She, she fought so hard in her life for good things to come to her life. And thank God she was saved. I met her in a church down in Lancaster that the girls' home had went to sing at. And when I was getting ready to walk out the door, this very humble young lady comes up to me and she said, I sure would love to get on that bus and go home with you. 
<laughs> and those girls. And I had no idea that God was going to work it out for her to come to the home with her husband and work for a while. And we ended up taking her son in the home. And it wasn't long after we got him in the home, he ran. And that didn't happen much at the home, but he did. He ran. And I called Pam and I said, Pam, uh, little Gary's ran. And we're probably going to have to call the police. And she said, nope, don't call the police. She said, God's going to lead me to my boy. Just let me come down there and find him. Well, almost three-hour drive, she gets in her car as a mother with a mother's heart, and she goes in these woods, and we're talking about acre, hundreds of acres of woods. And sure enough, she found her boy and got him back to the home. And that was just Pam. She wasn't a quitter. She wasn't going to give up. And when I talked to her husband on the phone when he called to let me know about Pam uh, going to heaven, he said that the hospice home had never seen anybody fight as hard as Pam did not to die. And I know why, because she had children. And those kids, she she didn't want to leave her children. And so she fought hard. So today, my lesson is, is a little, I guess, a little unusual. But I'm going to teach a lesson on tears. And I'm going to read you a few verses on tears. In Psalm 56, 8, it says, Put thou my tears into thy bottle. Are they not in thy book? God must think a lot of our tears for him to bottle them. So the next time you, you find yourself weeping and the tears are rolling down your cheeks, just know that he's bottling every one of them. In Revelation 21.4, it says, God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain. For the former things are passed away. In Revelation 7, 17, it said, God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. You know, when I was young and dumb, let me put it that way, I was one of these happy-go-lucky people, skip to the skip to Maloo, my darling kind of gal. Let's all laugh. Let's just, let's laugh through the struggles. I remember when my dad had Alzheimer's. Whew. Now, I was a daddy's girl to the core, and that was some rough, rough days. And I'd go up there, and and he was always a, his nickname was Happy when he was young. And I, whoo, boy, I mean, I'd go up there, and my daddy didn't remember me. He didn't know me. And it weighed on me real heavy. And so one day I... I I told my husband at that time, I said, I'm going to get in my car, and, and if you'll watch the girls, I'm going to go up there, and I'm just going to ask my dad, does he know me? So he was sitting at where he always sits down at the end of the table, and I waited till Mom was out of the room, and I looked at my dad, and I said, do you know who I am? <laughs> 
And he just looked at me with this big old smile and he said, you know who you are. <laughs> and I got tickled and I knew then that my daddy didn't know who I was. And I cried all the way home. And every time I would go up there, my mom was the caregiver. So I would go up there with my three girls and, and spend some time. The girls would take care of daddy while I'd put mom in the car and let her go get groceries and go shopping and just have a break. And every time I did that, I would get in the car and I would cry. Because I had lost my daddy to a terrible disease called Alzheimer's. And then he had his terrible heart attack, and then I was going up there um, three and four days out of the week staying, and me and my brothers would take turns staying with mom to take care of him, and he lasted four weeks after his heart attack. And after I would leave, I didn't know if when I got in that car and drove back to South Carolina, was that going to be the last time that I saw my daddy? So I began to pray and cry. Oh, I cried. And I would cry and say, oh, Lord Jesus, please let me be there to say goodbye to my daddy. And again, you got to remember the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. You're going to hear me say that on this podcast. Don't forget the power of prayer. And so every time I would leave, I would just cry and pray. Oh, God, don't let me miss my dad's home going. And so when he went home to be with the Lord, I had stayed up all night that night. I had gotten up in the bed with him, and he was in a hospital bed in the living room. And I got up in the bed, and all night long, I would sing to him. And then I would quote a chapter in the Bible of the chapters that we memorized when we had the girls home. And then I'd sing a little more to him, and then I'd quote some more scripture to him. And I did that all night. And then I got up about 30 minutes before he went home, and I got in the bed. I thought, I need to rest. I need to rest. When my brother Gary was laying on the couch in the living room, and he heard him, he heard that, his breathing. And he said, Susan, I think you need to get in here. And I jumped straight up out of the bed and went straight to the living room. And God gave me my prayer request. And we sang, me and my girls, around his bed, what a day that will be. And I sing that at a lot of funerals, which I like to call them home goings. But anyway, um, and when I'm standing by the grave, I heard my brother twice in recent days because he preached both the funerals and I sang in both the funerals. And he would walk to the casket at the grave and he would say, this is far as we go with them on this side. I never heard for Simon. I know the preachers say that, but that was the first time it registered to me. This is the farthest we go with them at the grave. Tears are shed knowing that God bottles each one of those tears, and all tears will be wiped from our eyes. But I'm going to read you the words to an old song. Tears are a language God understands. And it goes like this. Often you've wondered why 
tears come into your eyes and burdens seem to be much more than you can stand. But God is standing near. He sees your falling tears because tears are a language God understands. The second verse says, When grief has left you low, it causes tears to flow when things have not turned out the way that you have planned. But God won't forget you. His promises are true because tears are a language God understands. God sees the tears of a broken-hearted soul. He sees your tears, and he feels them when they fall. God weeps along with man and takes him by the hand. Tears are a language God understands. I'm sure you remember the shortest verse in the King James Bible is John 11:35. It's probably one of the first ones we memorize. Jesus wept. He wept at the grave of Lazarus because he saw the pain that everyone was experiencing. He saw the pain his sisters, Martha and Mary, were experiencing. And it caused Jesus to weep. And that is our God. That is just how he is touched with the feelings of our infirmities. And I'm going to give you a couple more verses. Psalms 69.3, it says, I am weary of my crying. My throat is dried. Mine eyes fail while I wait for my God. In Ecclesiastes, it says there's going to be a time to weep, but there's also going to be a time to laugh. So when my dad was going through his Alzheimer's experiences, and you that have been caregivers and have had family members that went through that horrible disease, you know how rough it can get. And my mom said to me one time, she said, Susan, if you don't laugh, you'll cry. So sometimes we laughed at circumstances instead of crying. I'm thankful that God gave us that ability to do so. This verse uh, here, Paul said, My tears have been my meat day and night. Another verse says, They that sow in tears shall reap in joy. So tears, there's a time for us to cry. And with me, my daddy, he didn't, again, you got to remember, I was the only girl with five brothers, and he did not like when I cried, so I had to learn not to cry. So growing up um, in that mindset that my dad, you know, don't cry, you're, you don't need to cry, don't cry, I would harbor those tears. And, and I remember the day that my daddy died, my baby brother David came through the kitchen and we were all standing around Daddy's bed. He couldn't do it. He went through the living room, went out the front door into, I mean, onto the front porch. And I heard a moan that I can still hear to this day in, in my mind. Because he didn't cry. He, he moaned. And... Um, Maybe you're, maybe you're in a family where y'all just shed tears and all that, but the Holbrook's crowd, we didn't do that. Um, we were more of the laughing kind. When we got together, it was who could be the, 
the craziest, silliest, and who could make everybody laugh the hardest, and that was just our get-togethers. And um, But back uh, when my world fell into a million pieces in uh, October of 2009, that was when I learned to truly weep. And it was a brokenness that I had never experienced. I had had times of weeping. Don't get me wrong. All of us do when we're walking through this life. We're going to experience heartaches and we're going to experience suffering. And the Bible tells us that. He doesn't lie to us. But he does tell us that he's going to walk through all of them with us. And so in those times that we weep, just remember that our Lord is going to comfort us through those times. He's going to bottle those tears. And he is going to, to make sure that when we get through those times, that we're going to be able to look back and say, Jesus walked every step. I was good friends with Brother Willard Thomas that wrote the poem, Footprints in the Sand. He was never given credit for it. And you remember how that poem went. When we look back, we only saw two sets of footprints because he carried us during those times. So when you're going through those times where you're, the tears are falling, the tears are your meat day and night, just remember, it's going to pass. Better days are coming. But we get to enter into the fellowship of his sufferings. And for that, we should be thankful. Paul did, David did, and we will if we're born-again believers. So I want to give you uh, some hope. Again, that's the name of the podcast. There is hope that when those tears are falling, just remember, he thinks a lot of those tears and he bottles those tears and he will use them for worship. And I am, again, more on the tearful side than I was when I was always wanting to make everybody laugh. I remember going to ladies' meetings and just, oh, I'm here to make everybody laugh. And now I find myself weeping with those who weep. And I'll be honest with you, I'm thankful that he let me experience the brokenness to bring me to that place. Now, you know, I can relate to, to people that are suffering more than I did before. And that's what Christianity is all about, is, is being there for people that are hurting. And not, boy, when you can't, when you can't relate, when, when your life just seems to be so picture perfect, you know, and it's hard to relate to people that are going through struggles. And I wished I could go back now. I always think of one girl that went through the home. She was my first girl, and her name was Helen. Her name's Helen. And we still keep in touch. And she's one of my heroes in the faith. She's been through so much all her life. She was abused as a, as a child uh, by, her, by her dad. And just it just went on, I mean, throughout her life. She just had a rough life. And when she went through her divorce, you know, I didn't have a lot of compassion. And that breaks my heart. Because when I went through my divorce... Ooh, I needed 
I needed people. I mean, you know, I'm like, pity me, pity me. I'm sorry. I was a wimp. I, I mean, I really struggled through that thing. And then I thought, boy, I remember Helen. The things I said to Helen were, they weren't full of compassion. And it's made me very a lot more compassionate toward people who are going through suffering. So be thankful for what God puts in our lives because this vapor life that's here today and gone tomorrow, this is, this is a life that we're to be there for our brothers and sisters and for people that are hurting. And, and now I'm thankful. Boy, you in everything give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. And so I can I am thankful for the, the struggles that he put me through because it helped me to be there for others. And so I'm going to close out with that. And again, check us out on Facebook, Victorious Valley Ministries. Check out the website, victoriousvalleyministries.com. And on there, you'll see our music. You can download them. You can order them through mail. You can contact me personally. I'd love for you to reach out to me. And maybe I can be an encouragement to you or you want to be an encouragement to me. That's what the family of God is all about. And stay tuned for the next podcast. I look forward to getting another devotional ready. And this is just a a blessing to me to be able to be on these podcasts and reach out to y'all. So pray for me. And thank you again. And I look forward to seeing you next time.